Good morning. This is Thursday, February 5th, 2015, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. New light on secret pages in 9-11 report. Ebola drug aids some in a study in West Africa, and heir to 10,000 Picassos is ready to cash out. In today's national headlines, Mississippi stands by strict rules on vaccinations, GOP lawmakers propose alternative to Obamacare, and D.C. drone operator may be charged. In this morning's financial headlines, despite recalls, GM pays workers big bonus. The FCC plans a strong hand to regulate the Internet, and China moves to free up money in its slowing economy. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories titled New Light on Secret Pages in 9-11 Report, written by Carl Hulsey from Washington. A still-classified section of the investigation by Congressional Intelligence Committees into the September 11, 2001 attacks has taken on an almost mythic quality over the past 13 years, 28 pages that examine crucial support given the hijackers and that, by all accounts, implicate prominent Saudis in financing terrorism. New claims by Zacharias Moussaoui, a convicted former member of al-Qaeda, that he had high-level contact with officials of the Saudi Arabian government in the prelude to September 11th, have brought renewed attention to the inquiry's withheld findings, which lawmakers and relatives of those killed in the attacks have tried unsuccessfully to declassify. I think it's the right thing to do, said Representative Stephen Lynch, a Democrat from Massachusetts and an author of a bipartisan resolution encouraging President Obama to declassify the section. Let's put it out there, said Lynch. Lynch and his allies have been joined by former Senator Bob Graham of Florida, who, as chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, was a leader of the inquiry. He has called for the release of the report's Part 4, which dealt with Saudi Arabia, since President George W. Bush ordered it classified when the report was released in 2002. Graham has repeatedly said it shows that Saudi Arabia was complicit in the September 11th attacks. The 28 pages primarily relate to who financed 9-11, and they point a very strong finger at Saudi Arabia as being the principal financier, Graham said last month as he pressed for the pages to be made public. Relatives of those killed on September 11th, as well as plaintiffs in a federal lawsuit against Saudi Arabia, have also demanded that the pages be made public, seeing them as the vital link that they believe connects an important ally of the United States to the deadly attacks. They say the pages, part four of the report, could also help in determining the source of current funding for terrorist activities. If we stop funding of terrorism and hold those people accountable, wouldn't it make a dent in the financing of terrorism today? asked William Doyle, whose son Joseph was killed in the World Trade Center. Doyle said that Obama personally assured him after the death of Osama bin Laden that he would declassify that section of the report. Proponents of releasing Part 4 have suggested that both the Bush and Obama administrations have held it back for fear of alienating an influential military and economic partner, rather than for any national security consideration. 
Others familiar with that section of the report say that while it might implicate Saudi Arabia, the suspicions, investigatory leads, and other findings it contains did not withstand deeper scrutiny. Philip Zelikow, the executive director of the National Commission that investigated the September 11th attacks after the congressional panels, said the commission followed up on the allegations using some of the same personnel who wrote them initially, but reached a different conclusion.